This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, good morning. I'm Rich Bradbury and welcome to Enterprise Explores. We're going to be talking today um, a little bit about neurodiversity and how it refers to the recognition and acceptance of neurological differences in individuals. These differences can include conditions such as autism spectrum disorder, ASD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD, dyslexia, and other cognitive variations. And in Malaysia, it's estimated that between 30 to 40% of the population falls under the category of neurodiverse, while the remaining majority is considered neurotypical. And this is according to Oasis Place, which is a uh, transdisciplinary intervention center. Now, according to the World Bank in 2021, approximately 35 of those registered with disabilities in Malaysia are categorized under learning disabilities. The conversation around neurodiversity in the workplace is gaining momentum with increasing recognition of the value of neurodivergent individuals uh, being brought into various sectors. Efforts are underway to create more inclusive employment opportunities that leverage the unique strengths and talents of people with neurodivergent conditions. Petronas, in collaboration with Ernst & Young, for example, have been actively working to develop a neurodiversity ecosystem in Malaysia by promoting neurodiversity and organizational readiness for hiring neurodivergent individuals. RHB is another organization that has introduced the Empower program, an indication of a growing commitment amongst Malaysian corporations to support neurodiversity, focusing on tailored recruitment, training, and support systems to enhance workforce integration. The shift towards inclusivity not only aims to improve employment rates amongst neurodivergent individuals, but also enriches the workplace with diverse perspectives and skills. Today, I have a bunch of guests, but I'm going to start off with Mohammed Rashid Mohammed, Group Managing Director and Group Chief Executive Officer of RHB Banking Group. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you so much, uh, Richard, and a very good morning. Uh, it, thanks for having me here. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Um, Thank you very much for entertaining me for the last half an hour or so as we've been getting accustomed to one another and introducing ourselves to one another. This, for me, is a fascinating topic. And neurodiversity has been one of those mm. issues that has been raised time and time again under different guises throughout the last couple of decades and has been approached differently in those decades. And now I think it's come to a point where it's something that we can discuss openly amongst in, in society that we're in now, where perhaps a few years ago, that wasn't quite the case, was it? That's right. Uh, I think that I, I like to start by mentioning the key thing that we want to do is about awareness. Yeah. All right. I think that's why RHB Empower is all about. Yeah. So RHB Empower is, is to, to basically a platform for this, this set of uh, people who, to me, I look at them as the one who have a special skill set that many may not have. Yeah. Uh, but of course, uh, I don't like to say this, but I think in a way it has been isolated and not many people are aware of the, their existence and their skill set, yeah. their special skills, skill set. Yeah. So those are key. So RHB Empower is trying to basically create more awareness among the society. And what's important also, we want them to be able to be adapt uh, to be adapted 
uh, into the society, into working society. Those are key for, for RHB. That's ultimately what we want to achieve. How do you, uh, as a group, identify the indi- individuals that you think um, would be uh, would benefit from the program? Yeah, uh, you see, uh, we we started with with a program of uh, identifying uh, thirty of uh, special skill uh, special needs kids, I would say, yeah. and we started with the young adults. You know, there's a lot of program that look at the at, at the uh, young generation, but these young adults between eighteen to thirty five. In a way, again, like I said, it's been neglected. So we thought that, okay, let, let's start with these young adults and try and train them, uh, basically find the best skill of what they have and and work with other organizations as well. I think it started with us and we also invited other other employers to look and uh, to give them an opportunity. But before I do that, Richard, it's always that they, we need to prepare them to be able to be accepted. Right. Uh, those are key. So that's why the RHB uh, Empower program is all about preparing them so that they can be accepted, they can adapt to the working environment. Tell me a little bit about that process. So when you talk about preparing these individuals, yes. uh, what kind of process do they go through? And, and how are they kind of, are they assessed as they move along? Yes, I think before, I think the selection, uh, the first round, I must say that the first cohort that we have done, I must say that uh, it was done uh, more on from a holistic point of view. I think yeah. we invited quite a lot and then we screen and then, of course, we also get the help from the professional. So we work with T8 Capital uh, to help us in terms of training and identifying the, the right candidate. I must say that there, there are some that could not be... Uh, uh, you know that could not be in 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 the program uh, because this there's there's many levels of of, of autism yeah. uh, autistic so so there are uh, there's a process of screening together with professional we are not the best we are not able to to do that but uh, the 30 that we have identified i must say that you know uh, when i speak to the parents especially when when during the graduation that we had in in RHB so they were very thankful so they now are able to basically to take care of themselves. Mm, mm. So some of, I, I give you an example of one who basically end up with us as an internship. Uh, is, is, uh, we are now calling them, calling him back uh, because we see an, an opportunity for, for him to grow in organization. Mm. That for the first time, the mother told me that uh, he's, he's willing to take the MRT on his own. So, so this kind of program, I, I believe, uh, would would help uh, them to build the confidence right. and and again, I think, to be accepted within the society. I, I think that's there's something to be said for that as well. It's not just about you know building confidence; it's about acceptance as well. And if you're if you've been neither of those things for the majority of your life, and suddenly you're being given this opportunity, you know, you, you see people blossom. Yes. Right. Yes. How? Uh, just to go back to something that you said about after the graduation, you mm-hmm. spoke to the parents. Yeah. Uh, what, what kind of conversations were you having, and, and what did the parents say to you? I think I, I must say most of the parents that I met during the, uh, the graduation, they are very appreciative. Yeah. Uh, they see this as an uh, an an, an eye opening uh, for the employer, especially. Mm. So we got ten organization has accepted uh, from the 30 that we, uh, uh, 30 cohort, 30 uh, 
in the young adults that we have gathered together. So uh, we managed to put about 15 of them into an organization. Of course, uh, RHB took three of them. Uh, and and so they were, the, the parents are very appreciative because this kind of program is very rare. Yeah. So we talk about the young uh, child uh, area of autism where, where early intervention are, uh, and intervention is very key. So so this kind of segment uh, in the, in uh, in the society is normally not being looked at. Right. 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 And how does this kind of uh, I guess. Um, tie in with some of your, your broader goals of, of um, uh, diversity and inclusion, yeah, I guess. Correct. I, okay, maybe Richard, if you, if you don't mind, I, I would like to share as to why uh, this is very important That's to me. That's why I'm really yeah. here to share. Yes, please share. It, it, it is very important to me. I, I myself have experienced, I have a nephew, uh, uh, again, uh, to me, I, I look at, at him as a special, special kid. You know, uh, he has a He's a, he has an autism and, and uh, uh, autistic kid, uh, but I, I, I told uh, my sister, my brother, we need to help them. Yeah. We need to help him because uh, he needs an early intervention. So he's now 10 years old, uh, and I know what his, his, uh, his special skills is. So he's, he's very good with language. So he speaks very good English. So given, given that he's only 10 years old, when he converses with you, he converses like, like an adult. Uh, but that is the only skill that he has. So, so what, 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 I'm, what I'm trying to say here, I think that, that creates an, an awareness for me. And also, of course, working with the team uh, from, from uh, the bank perspective, uh, we need to... We need to identify and we need to do something with this, this kind of society, in, uh, with this kind of community in the society. So I, 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 we, we have this program called TWP24 together with Progress24. I think one of the pillars in TWP24 is also about, about financial literacy and um, I think empower young adults. So we have a target of 2 million within ASEAN uh, that we need to empower so that they, are, they have become more financial literacy. And of course, inclus- inclusivity is key. DEI is key for, for RHB. Uh, there's a lot of things that we're doing. If I, I, can, I can share with you more, I mean, uh, I, I'm not too sure whether you are aware, whether you have seen our latest uh, Chinese New Year video. No, I'm, I'm very pleased and I'm very, uh, I'm very pleased and very blessed to be able to hire a, uh, a director who are autism uh, that directed our Chinese New Year movie for uh, really? Chinese video for 2020, 2024. And not only that, uh, Richard, I think the, the, the story, if you watch the, 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 the video, is all about her. Mm. So how she coped. Uh, how how tough was her life, and how uh, she become where where she is now? Mm. So those are key. So those this, our our journey on on looking at this community doesn't stop just just at the program, and and every year RHB would run uh, art with heart. Okay. You know, uh, this this kind of uh, skills special skills skills that uh, some of the artists are. Uh, neurodiversity artists, neurodivergent artists. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, last year, uh, we invited 12 of them. And then uh, there's, if I'm not wrong, I think oh, there's about 40 uh, pieces of arts that they produce. We managed to sell about 30% of that, of the, of the arts that they produce. 
and I myself bought I bought two and and I I I think I, I, I'm very appreciative as to uh, what these people are. They are very different. They, are, they, did, they did a great job. They did uh, the paintings that I had. I'm, I think it's in, in my office now. I mean, if you ever come to my office, please uh, do so. It, it's, a, it's an extraordinary kind of type of artist. Okay. It's, 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 it's something its, else. Something else. On okay. Its Hold that thought. We need to take a short break. Uh, folks, I'm in the studio with uh, Mohammed Rashid Mohammed. Uh, he is from RHB. Of course, he's the group managing director and group chief executive officer. We'll be right back after these messages. But if you do have any questions lined up for us, get us on our U-Mobile WhatsApp number 018-789-8899. You can also get us on X. We are at BFM Radio. We'll be right back after these messages here on BFM 89.9. Big Front Man, BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, the business station. Welcome back to Enterprise Explores. My name is Rich Bradbury. I'm right here in the studio with Mohammed Rashid Mohammed, the Group Managing Director and Group Chief Executive Officer of RHB Banking Group. Um, we're talking about what RHB is doing in supporting and advocating neurodiversity in its organization and in turn contributing towards building a more inclusive workforce for the nation. Um, now, just before the break, Rashid, we were talking about you know your, your, your further strategic goals with this, but I want to look at, um, or rather ask you the question, Do are you the only financial institution doing this that you're aware of here in Malaysia? If you ask me uh, what I'm uh, very aware of, we are the only one. Right. Uh, the only financial institution. I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah. We, we are. Okay, we are. Okay. Uh, but interestingly, uh, Richard, uh, to me, uh, I want to I want to get more uh, employer and more institutional to be involved in this. Yeah. So that that's that that's this, this platform is all about as well. Okay. This, this platform is not just for the kids, for the young adults. It's also for the future employers of theirs. Right. Yeah. So with this program in place, uh, what for RHP do you think have been some of the, the biggest challenges in, get, in getting this program up and running? And when those challenges presented themselves, how did you kind of get around them in making sure that you could implement this program mm. and it be genuine? Right. So I, I named perhaps maybe two. Okay, the first is, um, you know, uh, about training uh, this young adult. Uh, so we need, I believe we need a special uh, skill of uh, to train them, to yeah. be able to make them uh, to be where they are, uh, to be employed especially. Yeah. So, so those, are, those are key uh, for us and the challenge for us uh, in terms of training them. And um, the other thing, uh, Richard, it's also important for the employer, for their line managers to be able to accept them. Of course. So, so you see that that's, uh, that's always uh, two parts of this thing. That's okay. right. One is, I think, the, the, the young kids itself and uh, themselves. And the other one is actually how the managers handle them. So, for Because a, it can be challenging it, it's, on both sides, correct, right? Correct. Yeah. I, uh, that's why I think that's, that's the, at the beginning, uh, the... Uh, the acceptance of uh, a selection of these kids is, is very important mm -hmm. uh, because there are a couple of uh, uh, kids that we have seen, uh, young adults that we have seen, may not may not be able to uh, go to this kind of program. So mm -hmm. we are quite selective mm -hmm. as well, mm -hmm. and and training from uh, for for the managers for the line managers, uh, these are also something that we will work 
on, um, we we think we need uh, another help from another institutional institutions. Uh, so we are talking to quite a few, uh, so that our managers or the employees of those managers can also be trained. Okay. Yeah. What What do you think as a leader? you have learned from, you know, establishing something like this? What what have, you, what is your key takeaway from it, I guess? Uh, number one, I believe it's always the the acceptance of, of this, uh, the diversity and in- inclusivity of an organization's are key. I, I need to walk the talk, right? I need to demonstrate that these are the people that can be uh, accepted and can be uh, accepted within the uh, working society. Yeah. So uh, I, I felt great when I, uh, when I speak to them and how they share their experience working with RHB. We hired three of them. I think they are on that uh, six-month program. And very likely, I think we are going to extend the, the, the process, I think, because some of them really can contribute. And, and number two, I felt that there is a special thing that they have that even normal people like us doesn't have. So these are key that needs to be brushed up. These are key that needs to be uh, key skill that needs to be um, identified, and you f- you should focus on that. They they make a great artist. They make a great. Uh, I mean, I mean, I have one in the market race, and you know they ch- they change numbers. They are a good mathematician. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. And then, like I, I mentioned earlier, like my nephew. I mean, despite only ten years old, he's he's like a he speak. Fabulous English. He speak uh, fluently. He speak like a norm. It's not normal. It's extraordinary normal person. So, so these are the k- kind of that that I believe that we we have managed right. yeah to do in the organization. So, where do you where do you see Empower going then over the next two or three years? In what direction yeah. are you going? Are you, are you going to be expanding it or more people onto the program yeah. perhaps? We are not going to stop, David. Like I said, we are not going to stop. We're going to expand it. I think the cohort two is coming soon, and we are now sponsoring. Uh, okay, to, to start with, uh, we did uh, thirty earlier, so we expected uh, to get more uh, young adults, uh, more of them in the second cohorts. And mm. now, I think we encourage some of the employers out there to join us. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, you can easily reach us and if you want to participate and sponsor some of this kit please by all means I think that's what we need I think that that was going to be the question that I I wanted to wrap up with is like you know if employers wanted to create a kind of more inclusive workspace or or even a a more inclusive recruitment process perhaps um, what do you think are the most effective strategies uh, for integrating neurodivergent individuals into the workforce the uh, selections is key. Uh, identifying uh, the skill that these uh, kids have is, is equally important, is very important. And uh, matching uh, the work requirement to the skill set. So I think you have to be fair to the organization yeah. as well. Yeah. So, so you know that the selected uh, organization uh, would be able to hire uh, more people like this. I'll give you an example. In our uh, second cohort, we are also working with University of Science Malaysia. 
so why we University of Science Malaysia there's a special uh, uh, program a hospitality program uh, that they can offer uh, for this uh, set of uh, kids to be trained so I, I think that's another area in the cohort one we didn't do mm. so I, I want this to be a yearly event uh, I, I spoke to my team I wanted this to be a yearly event and I want to uh, create more awareness among the employer society okay Rashid Thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Where can people find out more information just before we go? If they wanted to get involved in this, how could they touch base with you? Is there a website or an email or anything that they can get? Go to our website. Uh, you can easily find us uh, on the website, website and then you type RHB Empower Program. I think we'll direct you to the right people that you can contact. Brilliant. Folks, do stay with us. Uh, when we come back, of course, uh, we'll, be dis we'll still be discussing the initiative that RHB is taking, supporting and advocating neurodiversity in its organization. Uh, organization and in turn uh, contributing towards building a more inclusive workforce for the nation. Coming up, we'll be speaking with Izam Izari Zaini, um, who was an Empower participant, and Izam's mother, uh, Puan Suzanne. She'll be here in just a few moments. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned to Enterprise Explores here on BFM 89.9. Burning for more. BFM 89.9. The Business Station. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. I'm Rich Bradbury. Um, welcome to Enterprise Explores. This is the show where we help you navigate the ever-changing universe of business from the headlines to the bottom line. Um, today on Enterprise Explores, of course, we're discussing the initiative RHB is taking in supporting and advocating neurodiversity in its organization and in turn contributing towards building a more inclusive workforce for the nation. I've already spoken with Mohammed Rashid Mohammed, the Group Managing Director and Group Chief Executive Officer of RHB Banking Group. Now I've got Izam Izairi Zaini with me right now, uh, who was a uh, participant in the RHB Empower program. And I have Izam's mother, Puan Suzanne. Yeah. Welcome to the show, both of you. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Izam? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. good. Um, now I want to ask um, Izam. How was the program for you and how did it impact your life? And, and what about your, your career development with RHB? What did you learn from it? Well, uh, with my mom's guidance uh, and, and, and her persistence, uh, joining the Empower program was, is a very great help. Um, I, I learned that at least it, 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 there is a program willing to help the, the neurodiverse individuals like me, yeah. people like me. Yeah. How do you feel uh, the Empower program has influenced workplace culture at RHB in terms of inclusivity and the understanding of neurodiversity? Uh, I sincerely hope that more companies will come forward and make an effort to understand us and, and, and give us a chance to uh, work to be more independent. Uh, we understand that uh, that we, the requirement to work means to follow like rules and instruction and all. Uh, uh, and most high-functioning uh, individuals like, like me are capable of following. Right. Uh, and yes, uh, we may be slow uh, performing uh, our our duty, but 
we are able to to perform those tasks well when we are when we need a proper guidance and understanding and okay. be sure to bridge those those that what about um for other neurodivergent individuals, what advice would you give them uh, about the Empower program? Um, most of all, let's just say let's keep calm, keep our minds calm, and be sure to pay attention at all times. Mm-hmm. And we we have to accept whatever the tasks, the duties, uh, uh, and try to do what what's best uh, to do your best. Mm. Uh, more specifically, uh, we we keep our mind, body, and soul focused on the on the task. Okay. And and relax. And relax. Yes. I like that idea. I'd like to relax a lot in this job as well. I get to speak to so many people, so being relaxed helps me speak to more people. I think. Yes. Now, are there any parts of the program that you think? could be improved to better support uh, participants and employees? Mm, uh, yes, it, uh, all, this, all the staff and uh, should should uh, be notified uh, and guide, guided in, in ways to help us, uh, people like, like me. Yeah. Uh, uh, once we join the company, any, any companies, uh, they, they like, uh, like, well, that be that be kindness and more more being more helpful, and understanding will make us uh, uh, ease, uh, relax, right. as I said, and ab- so that we can able to focus on the task. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to and also to be speak clearly as I try to speak clearly to and not to confuse everyone. Okay. Uh, with, uh, not to confuse everyone along with the instruction. So that you, uh, you, so that your instructions are clear. Need that to makes be it, clear. Need okay. to be clear. Okay. Need to be clear. Uh, for example, like uh, in the puzzle, it they, there are some like teachers. They had they they had puzzles in the words. Yeah. We try to fill fill in that puzzle. Okay. So when that teachers are too like stubborn and all, they, that puzzle cannot be competed only by pieces. Right. Yeah. But with, uh, but there are certain teachers, he he analyzed that students and that's, uh, and he filled that puzzles more clearly, like uh, more like <laughs> sweep on the floor. Right. And, I understand. I understand. Um, Brian Suzanne. Yeah. Um, from your perspective, how has uh, Islam's participation in this program uh, affected their professional growth and personal well-being, do you think? Well, actually, we are very, very grateful for this program. Um, more so because being able to help all the individuals with, you know, like him, because Islam has come a long way. Mm. He has come a long way to come to here. He's done his studies. He's undergone. He's undergone um, a university or college. But yet, there is no in Malaysia. There is not much help for adults. Mostly, we identify with the children at school. Mm-hmm. So, with this kind of program, it will help the individuals, mm. you know, to be entrepreneurs, to give them a chance to be independent. Now, how do you feel RHB supports neurodivergent employees through the Empower program and based on Islam's experiences? And have you seen other programs from other organizations at all? 
I have heard of. We've got Nasum, we've got others, but since there are so many of them, you can't cater to all. Right. You see? And within all this, it all comes back to the parents. Mm -mm. They must be there to guide them, to help them. Without the parents, you know, the children will not know about the programs. Mm. The parents must participate, mm. must be able to, to send them, to must be able to guide them. So is Ham, he is more firm and stable after he has got a job, you know, within this program. And he's more independent. And it's really a thankful blessing. Really. That's so nice to hear. Uh, and what ways do you think um, the program has provided Isham with opportunities that he might not have had uh, available before? Well, since the program, um, well, we hope that platform will provide and educate the public and sort of um, gather more companies to provide. Yeah. But it's not only job. You have to provide skills. Yeah. You see, they come out and they do not know much about life or whatsoever. You have to provide centers to provide skills. This is where I hope that this can be in the program, not only to be given jobs, but to train them first with yeah, skills. Yeah. That'll be a great help. Okay. A couple more questions before I, I, I let you go then. And, and I think this is an opportunity for you to kind of give some of that feedback as well, you know. Mm -hmm. If you were to be able to sit in a room with RHP and give them feedback in to enhance the effectiveness of this program mm -hmm. for participants and their families, what do you think you'd tell them? Well, first of all, I'm very grateful to RHP. But I would, you know, if it's my suggestion, I would like, you know, more advertisement, more media coverage, you know, to identify yeah. the kids and offer skill-based training, you see, and also to have the staff train how to guide them, not yeah. only to put them there, but then the staff is not capable, of, you know, how to teach them because there are programs in other companies and we've had failures about that. Yeah, see? Yeah. So basically, um, if you set a, a, a an understanding of how to go by to get the best out of these kids, you'll get the best, mm. you see. So you have a time, you can provide a rest area there. This um, neurodiverse, but they need sometimes space to rest. See, so you, you can't work them, you know, from eight to five. At least there is a, a, a um, rest, mm -hmm. and there is a place for them to, you know, uh, lie down or just sit down. And you must understand that they go at a slower pace. You see, but yet they do better. Mm -hmm. You see, they get more focused once they get into it. But most of all, understanding. And offering friendship and offering to be kind rather than Isham has worked in other places he was shouted at so it's very stressful. Right. And I do hope that you know RHB will be able to help more people and we are very grateful for this. From what I hear, they're, they're not going to be stopping this program anytime soon. Yeah. You know. Okay. Final question then: How important do you think it is for um, corporate programs? like the Empower Program to engage with the broader community of families of neurodivergent employees and why? Well, with um, it is very important for them to create a homely gathering um, friendship base for this uh, special 
children or special individuals, they need security. See, they need a place where they are happy. So to provide a place where it's conducive for them to work yeah. and be safe, because some of them can't even go there. They need transportation to be provided. Yeah. They need allowances. You know? So if a place is given that is conducive for them to work, I think you'll get the best you see, and you'll have to also engage the parents' help, you know, in in supporting. So maybe allowances or incentives to be provided mm. would be best. Mm. Okay, okay. Uh, Puan Suzanne, thank you very much for your time. Okay. Isam, thank you very much for your time today. Thank, thank you. you. Pleasure thank you. speaking to you both. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank it's you for inviting us. Oh, no, it's fine. Now, I, I was speaking earlier on, of course, with Mohammed Rashid Mohammed, the Group Managing Director and Group Chief Executive Officer for RHB Banking Group. I've just been speaking with Isam Izairi Zaini. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, who was a participant on on the RHB hashtag Empower program, and of course Isam's mother, Puan Suzanne. You've been listening to the uh, to Enterprise Explores here on BFM eighty nine point nine. If you missed any part of this conversation, you can catch the podcast on our website at uh, bfm.my or download the BFM app. You can also find our shows on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other podcast players. Just search for Enterprise Explores. I'm Rich Bradbury. This has been Enterprise Explores here on BFM 89.9, the business station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.